0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, my friends, and welcome back to today's episode of Everyday Truth. So glad you joined us, and... So appreciative of your faithfulness to the Lord first, to His word, uh, to this podcast. It sure does mean a lot to me. We are in Mark chapter 14. If you want to find your own place there, We'll be in verse number 50. Before we uh, jump there though, I want to introduce you to Curtis and Daw Shemish. Uh, Curtis is a friend of mine. He's the son of Wayne and Suzanne Shemish, serving there in Thailand in Nakhon Sawan about a 4 hour drive north of Bangkok and what a ministry <laughs> what a ministry it is and I'd encourage you to uh, support them and certainly pray for them we are going as a church family there in in uh, I think December yes December of this year a group of us will be going and helping out we've tried to contribute to some of their building projects there and I can tell you they are very worthy of your prayer and financial support if uh, the Lord leads you. Uh, Curtis and Daw Shemesh and the Shemesh family there in Thailand. We're in Mark chapter 14 uh, in your Bible. We uh, are at the place in the story where Jesus has been arrested. He's been betrayed uh, by Judas with that kiss of betrayal. So famously, we think of Judas' kiss and the betrayal of one of the twelve. And then uh, we're reading about how Jesus rebuked those that arrested him, even Peter that had tried to defend him by cutting off the ear of that servant. But Jesus said, hey, listen, uh, we're not going to fight this battle physically. It was never a physical battle in the first place. And if uh, you arrested me now in the middle of the night, where were you in the middle of the day? He kind of called them out on their cowardice, didn't he? Now now watch what happens to the disciples as they're watching this happen. They're watching their own brother, Judas, betray him. They're watching as the soldiers are arresting him, and they know that this is not a good situation. How will they respond? Well, watch what happens in verse 50, and they all forsook him and fled. Very ironic. Now, why? Why is that ironic? It's ironic because that's what Jesus said they would do. Remember, this night you will all betray me. Now, I'm I'm certain that when they were in the upper room with washed feet and warm hearts and attentive ears to all that Jesus was saying, uh, they probably thought that's the last thing we would ever do. This one that loves us, this one that has committed himself to us. And yet within hours— That's what every single one of them is doing, forsaking him and fleeing. Jesus is going to be left all by himself. Now, some will follow somewhat, but the fact is that initial reaction is everybody forsakes him and flees. Our reactions typically don't lie. We we can fake our actions and we can become professional Christian actors, but your reactions to situations that you did not anticipate are far more honest reflections of what your character really is. And what we're finding about these men on this night is that they had a weak spiritual fortitude. They had not armed their minds and their souls through prayer and through vigilance. They had slept. They were not spiritually equipped. And while their desire was to follow the Lord, their spirit was ready their flesh, as is evidenced in verse number 15, is weak, so weak. And even though they didn't want to fail the Lord, they did. And I think that's the refrain in so many of our lives. And Paul gave that testimony in Romans chapter number seven. Look at verse number 51, uh, kind of an en- enigmatic couple of verses here some would say that these verses even refer to the writer of the book of mark john mark himself watch what it says in verse 51 and there followed him a certain young man having a linen cloth cast about his naked body and the young man laid hold on the young men that would be the soldiers laid hold on him so that that kind of gives you an idea as to why the disciples would run because it apparently the goal of these soldiers that night was to arrest the whole group. And there were the 12 or the 11, I should say, that were there. And apparently there were some others that had followed the Lord and had kind of tagged along, one of whom was this young man, unnamed. Some would say it was John Mark, but we really don't know. It doesn't matter. And he was so afraid and so close to being arrested that he left his coat, his, his linen cloth uh, garment, and ran away naked, the Bible says, and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. Now, imagine how embarrassing that must have been for him. And the point here is that so afraid were they, so shocked were they by this arrest, that he would rather bear the shame of running in the middle of the night naked than to be arrested and identified with Christ. So I think it's really a contrast, isn't it? To show just how afraid they were, just how sudden this moment was, just how shameful they considered it to be associated with the Lord. While there's a lot just in the... This little story tucked away in the book of Mark. Look at verse number 53. And they led Jesus away to the high priest. So if we're to understand our Bible geography, uh, they were in the Garden of Gethsemane. So if you've ever been to Jerusalem, that would be on the eastern side of Temple Mount, just across the Valley of Kidron in the Garden of Gethsemane. They would have been led from that garden Back across the Kidron Valley, along the eastern wall of the Temple Mount of Jerusalem, uh, up the hill on the opposite side, passing by the southern steps, up, up, up uh, Mount Zion, one of the hills there, and to the house of Caiaphas, the high priest. So if you were to visit Israel today, I'll take you to the presumed house of Caiaphas. Now, was it? Maybe. I mean, there's some evidence it could have been the house of Caiaphas, but certainly in that area would have been the house of Caiaphas, and Jesus was led there. And what happened in the middle of that night when Jesus was led from his prayer spot to the spot of the house, the palace of the high priest? Well, what watch what the Bible says here in verse number 53. They led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled, so with the high priest. With him were assembled all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes. So this was all planned. As these soldiers had been reconnoitered, as they had been sent to arrest Jesus, as Judas had led them away, now their plot has thickened. Now their plot seems to be working. Uh, Jesus is being led back. They've been waiting for counting the hours until they can deal with this interloper, this, this Messiah character. And they're the middle of the night. They've gathered together this kangaroo court. Can you picture all these men in their royal regalia as they've gathered together in the middle of the night to render their unfair and unjust verdict against Jesus? And well, that's what happens. And the Bible says in verse number 54, and Peter followed him afar off. So Peter has gone from bold, I will never deny you, to sleeper in the garden, to a raging sword wielder uh, when the arrest takes place, to frightened runner, they all forsook him and fled, to reluctant and uh, distant follower. Boy, Peter is just on the roller coaster, isn't he? He goes from one extreme to the other extreme and now lands in the lukewarm middle. He's at one extreme and then the other extreme and lands in the lukewarm middle as he follows the Lord afar off, far enough away where he doesn't have to identify with the Lord, but close enough where he wants to know the details of what's going to happen. And I feel like so many of us live right there. We don't want to be so close to the Lord that in his suffering and in the confusion and in the misunderstanding, we're identified with him because then we're going to have to suffer too. Now, I don't want to be that close to the Lord where I have to suffer for his name, but I want to be close enough where I have interest in what's happening. and And I do love him and I am interested and I want to know I'm not really in the world. I'm not really with him. I'm kind of somewhere in the murky middle. That's where Peter is that night. It's where many of us are every night. The Bible says in verse number 53, so they led him, verse number 54, Peter followed him afar off, even into the palace of the high priest. So the palace grounds into, so Peter actually entered into the actual confines of the palace grounds of Caiaphas. Now, history tells us that this was a complex. So there was not only the house of Caiaphas, but the the high priest emeritus, whose name was Annas, who was kind of really the the head guy. Uh, Annas had some sons and his son-in-law, which was Caiaphas. And Annas had a kind of a, a residence on the one side, and there was a courtyard. And then, Uh, Caiaphas had the residence on the other side, and it was a big palace complex where meetings could be held. And indeed, that night, the high priest and the chief priests and the scribes and the elders, they were all there that night. And Peter entered into, he gained access to the palace grounds. And what we're going to learn is that while the trial was taking place in, in the palace itself, Peter was below in the courtyard there with some of the guards, some of the servants of the high priest that were there on a cool Jerusalem night where they were warming their hands and an open fire had been started on that night. And watch what happens here in verse number 54. He sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. So the fire is what brought them together. Everyone, have you ever been out on a cold night and there's a fire? Boy, everyone try to get, gets close to the fire and a warm fire is just going to lend itself to conversation. Why? Because everyone's there with nothing to do except to stoke the fire, warm the hands and wait. And that's what's happening that night. Now what's happening is Jesus is being tried inside the palace. Peter is warming his hands, just kind of killing time on the outside of that palace in the courtyard. And in verse number 55, let me just check my time here to make sure that, oh my, mm. I'll tell you what, hate to do it, but we're going to stop right there uh, by the fire warming our hands and we're going to talk about the trial next episode. What a trial it was and what a farce of a trial it ended up being but all part of the plan and scope of God as Jesus makes himself ever closer brings himself ever closer to that final spot where he dies on my behalf and yours paying the sin, the, the the penalty of sin finishing that work it is finished we'll talk about that as uh, these episodes unfold that's it for today Hope you have a great day in the Lord. We'll see you next time. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.